Warning, the following message may be offensive to some audiences. These audiences may include, but are not limited to, professing Christians who never read their Bible, sissies, sodomites, men with man buns, those who approve of men with man buns, man bun enablers, white knights for men with man buns, homemakers who have finished Netflix but don't know how to meal plan, and people who refer to their pets as fur babies. Your discretion is advised. People are tired of hearing nothing but doom and despair on the radio. The message of Christianity is that salvation is found in Christ alone, and any who reject Christ, therefore, forfeit any hope of salvation, any hope of heaven. The issue is that humanity is in sin, and the wrath of Almighty God is hanging over our heads. They will hear his words, they will not act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment, when the fires of wrath come, they will be consumed, and they will perish. God wrapped himself in flesh, condescended, and became a man, died on the cross for sin, was resurrected on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father, where he sits now to make intercession for us. Jesus is saying there is a group of people who will hear his words, they will act upon them, and when the floods of divine judgment come in that final day, their house will stand. Welcome to Bible Bashed, where we aim to equip the saints for the works of ministry by answering the questions you're not allowed to ask. Listen and enjoy this latest episode as Pastor Tim answers your sincere questions. Here's Pastor Tim. On this episode of Bible Bash, we'll be continuing our discussion, How Can I Change? And the specific principle of sanctification that we're going to be de- dealing with and interacting today is the put-on-put-off uh, dynamic in Scripture. So we're going to talk about putting off sin and putting on godliness. Now, uh, for, for most people, when they think about sanctification in general, it's very natural and easy to think about uh, the idea of putting off certain destructive behaviors. And so mostly what we do when we think about sanctification, if we're thinking about it in a biblical way, and if we, you know, this assumes that we have taken personal responsibility for whatever the vice is, uh, for most of us, if we can get to that point where we take personal responsibility, mostly what we fixate on is what's described as sins of omission. So if you were to think about trying to be more holy or more Christ-like, mostly what will come to mind is certain vices that you may or may not participate in. Now, you know, the New Calvinist movement is uh, significantly characterized by drunkenness as far as that's concerned. And so for many young Calvinists, it seems like to be drunk is to be is to have a badge of honor. Now, like if you reject like the psychological victim labels and, you know, don't view that person as suffering from alcoholism, but you view them as a drunk at that point, you know, assuming that there is a person who is mastered by alcohol at that point, that would be good. But then like you think about pursuing sanctification, I need to quit being a drunk. Well, step one, you take in personal responsibility. That's wonderful. That's good. But, you know, sanctification is more than just putting off bad behaviors. But then just think about like sanctification as most people think about it. Mostly it involves putting off bad behaviors. So stop drinking, you know, stop being a drunk. Uh, you know, stop being a drunk, uh, you know, stop looking at porn. I need to stop looking at porn. I need to, uh, you know, and this would be great. Like if you could take responsibility for those things and determine, turn from those things, you know, but just think about the negatives. Stop looking at porn. Stop being a drunk. Uh, I need to, you know, stop eating so much, <laughs> you know, quit being a glutton. If you're allowed to even go there in your mind, I need to 
you know, stop being a glutton. I need to stop missing church so much. You know, I need to stop uh, yelling at my wife. I need to stop yelling at my kids. You know, so you know, as you're thinking about sanctification, mostly it's these sins of omission, uh, sins of uh, commission that you might need to stop doing. And so, a lot uh, for most people, what I'm trying to say is sanctification involves this list of behaviors they need to stop participating in. But then, you know, if you move on from that, you maybe get a little bit more sophisticated and you realize there's actually a sense of omission in the Bible too, and not just a sense of commission. It might be that you have a certain list of behaviors you need to put on, like I need to learn to be more disciplined. I need to learn to be more self-controlled. I need to learn to be more respectful to my husband. I need to learn to be more loving to my wife and loving to my kids and loving to, you know, my church. Uh, I need to, you know, learn to be like to give more in my church. You know, I haven't been giving as faithfully or going to church as faithfully. And so, uh, you know, if you are taking personal responsibility for things that you are thinking about specific changes that you need to make, most of them are behaviors that most people think. So we mostly lean on these behaviors. So like there are the bad behaviors we need to stop doing and the good things that we need to start doing. Uh, but mostly I would say it's probably the bad behaviors that we need to stop doing that we're fixated on. Now, as you think about what the Bible says at this point, uh, there's an interesting passage in Ephesians 4.17 that talks about uh, some of these things and gives us a little bit more insight into how biblical change is supposed to actually work. Okay, So as I said in a previous episode about understanding who we are in Christ, you, know, you don't go to Ephesians 4 before you get to Ephesians 1-3, through 3, and so you don't get to the ethics before you understand who you actually are in Christ. But in Ephesians 4.17, what you have is you have a little bit of an overlap. So uh, this is a passage which is connecting who we are in Christ with uh, now how we're supposed to behave. So Ephesians 4.17 says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. Why? Because you're a new creature in Christ. You have a new identity now. Uh, it says uh, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because the ignorance says in them due to their hardness of heart, they become callous and, begin, and have uh, given themselves up to sensuality, uh, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But then he says, but this is not the way you learned in Christ. Okay, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus, uh, what you were taught is to put off your old self, verse 22, which belongs to your uh, former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on your new self created in the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. And so the Bible talks about this put off, put on dynamic, and this is a very important dynamic as it relates to pursuing sanctification in general. And one of the things that this tells us is that with every area of sin in your life, there's a put off and there's a corresponding put on that you need to figure out how both of these things work and how they connect. Okay. So now notice some examples that, that, that are given at this point. So verse 25, Ephesians 4:25. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. So most people, they get fixated on the put off, like I need to stop lying. But the issue is, it's like, you're not just trying to stop lying, you need to be a truth teller. And you need to be a truth teller because of who you are in Christ. So, uh, you know, Satan is the father of lies. Uh, you know, Jesus Christ describes himself as the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus is the truth. Satan is the father of lies. Uh, and he speaks of his own character. And those who, uh, you know, are children of Satan are going to be dominated by lies because they're going to be dominated by the desires of their father at that point. But notice, like, like there's a connection. So you need to stop. You need to put away the falsehood and speak truth, okay? Um, 
So notice, be, uh, the Bible says, uh, let the thief, verse 28, no longer steal, but let her but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone indeed. Uh, further, notice what it says. So, so notice the put off. No longer steal, but rather go get a job, work with your hands so that you can be generous. Uh, 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. So don't have corrupting talk. Always such as is good for building up as fits, of, fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. So notice, no corrupting talk, but only talk that's going to build up. Uh, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. It says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor be put away from you with all, along with all malice. But then to put on is be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So notice, like there's there's a vice list that's followed by a virtue list. So at every single point, you're going to have a put off and a put on dynamic. Now, why that's important is because like if you're an individual who loves the truth, so let's talk about lying. So there's a lot of people who get fixated on lying. Like, I don't need to lie anymore. I need to quit lying. Man, I just hate the fact that I just lie, I lie, I lie. Like, how do you learn how to change? Well, it's not just by trying to stop lying so much. The way you learn how to change is by cultivating a heart that loves the truth and resonates with the truth and wants to spread and communicate the truth. The more that you actually love the truth, the more that you're going to hate the lie, the more that you're characterized by truth-telling, you're not going to struggle with lying anymore. The same thing is true, like, by like stealing so the Bible says let the thief no longer steal so you need to reject the psychological label at that point that describes you as a kleptomaniac like you're not suffering from kleptomania like you don't have to like fear for the rest of your life every time you walk into a shopping mall that you're just going to you know grab things and put in your pocket because that's who you are that's your identity that's who you are at the core no let the thief no longer steal but what do you do like so you're not just fixating on stop stealing what you do you work with your hands that you may have something to share with anyone in need what you do is you learn to be generous so the thing is like if you cultivate a generous like heart so like and that's like if you fixate on the put on at that point you're cultivating a generous heart what's going to happen is you need to first go get a job because you're not going to have like if you're stealing you know thing is if you spend your time doing something profitable working you can have money and if you learn to give that money away what you're doing is you're cultivating a generous heart and the more that you learn to love to give like the thought of stealing you'd never want to steal it from anyone again because you've cultivated generosity in your heart what you you've learned is it's more blessed to give than it is to receive and once you learn that lesson by cultivating a generous heart by looking for opportunities to be generous and to part with your money and to bless other people one of the things you're going to find is you'll never struggle with stealing again so the issue is you're not just fixating on the things you need to stop doing you're you're trying to uh, interact with the corresponding put on at that point. Uh, the same thing, like let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be filled away with, from you along with all malice. Like, you, you know, if you're a person who has a temper problem, you don't have some intermittent explosive, explosive disorder. You're not suffering from bipolar. Uh, you know, what you have is you have a temper problem. And if you take responsibility for it, you say, I have a temper problem. I need to quit getting mad all the time. All right, good. Step one, you took personal responsibility. You say you need to quit getting mad all the time. That's wonderful. But you know what you really need to do? You don't need to fixate on trying to stop getting mad all the time. What you need to fixate on is being kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. But the issue is if you can, like angry people, they're not kind. 
And if you can learn to be kind to people who are despitefully using you, like if your enemy hungers, feed him. If you thirst, give him drink. And so doing, you'll reap coals of fire upon your head. Like if you learn like to kill people with kindness, if you learn to show people unmerited favor and compassion, like if you learn how to love people and, and actually be kind to them when they're despitefully using you and mistreating you. Not, I mean, like, like reject the lies of the world that basically says that, like, if you're emotionally abused, you have some moral responsibility to flee. Like, no, like, here's the thing. Like, if someone is being, like, hateful to you and rude to you, the Bible tells you to win them over with kindness, to learn to be kind to them, be tenderhearted, forgiving one another. And the thing is, if you can learn to be kind, if you can be learned to be kind to difficult people if you learn to be kind to people who are sinning against you you're not going to struggle with anger and bitterness and wrath and clamor and slander like the issue is like you need to focus on the, the put on be kind to one another tender-hearted to one another as god and christ forgave you and, and and the key to all of this is it's just it's not just like do the opposite behavior you have to understand how the behavior that you need to put on connects with how jesus actually was okay so you know jesus like you're thinking through all this vice list that we're talking through uh like we're to put off the old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires like think about how jesus connects to all of it so you need to quit lying and you need to speak the truth why because jesus was the way the truth and life and he's come fundamentally transform us to be out of the kingdom of darkness and lies into the kingdom of light so you're thinking about the example of christ and what he's done for you on the cross that's motivating you to put on new character traits and new desires and new habits and new emotions even so like you're asking how does christ connect to all of it so no longer am i going to be a liar like my father the devil was i'm going to be like characterized by the truth like my father uh god is and his son christ is okay so you're not gonna uh, let any corrupting talk come out of your mouth the only such is good for edification and building up like you're you're like like no longer gonna steal from other people like jesus like didn't come to steal jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many if jesus can come and like do for me what i didn't deserve then you know what when people are mistreating me when people are uh abusing me i can learn to love them i can be kind to them i can respond in kindness to them not just anger because i didn't get what i wanted when i wanted it and the same thing is true like as it relates to just um any of these things that we're talking about like there's a put off and a put on dynamic and so instead of just fixating on all the bad behavior you need to stop doing you need to ask like what is the corresponding good behavior that i need to like put on at this point uh and like how does jesus relate to that and, and like how does my identity in christ filter into that kind of thing and for many people like sadly like they just focus on the negative just stop doing this stop doing that enjoying little no success but if they think about how to put off relates to put on and how that relates to jesus they have a lot more success this has been another episode of bible bashed we hope you have been encouraged and blessed through our discussion we thank you for all your support and ask you to continue to like and subscribe to bible bashed and share our podcast with your friends and on social media. Please reach out to us with your questions, pushback, and potential topics for us to discuss in future episodes at BibleBashedPodcast at gmail.com and consider supporting us through Patreon. If you would like to be Bible Bashed personally, then please know that we also offer free biblical counseling, which you can take advantage of by emailing us. Now, go boldly and obey the truth in the midst of a biblically illiterate world who will be perpetually offended by your every move.